welcome back to another episode of Leap into Wellness. My name is Anya Schooler. Kyle Pfaffenbach is here with me today, and we are here to bring the teachers and staff at the Grand School District health and wellness and nutrition information. Last week we did... Wait, wait, wait. I have to be able to say thanks for having me. This is super exciting. <laughs> like, you just go straight into it. Like, it's like... Um, I've gotten uh, that feedback, actually, from someone who's listened. They're like, you just, like, go straight ahead. <laughs> yeah. Let's, like, chit-chat. I mean, we're having a conversation. These it's, people are listening in on our it's interesting, casual I feel like, conversation. I feel like some people really like that kind of casual just conversation get, in that uh, episode, and yeah, some people yeah, yeah. are like, just get, just to, get the point. to the point. <laughs> I feel like I'm one of the people who's like, just get to the point. So it comes across in the way I, I do uh, these. Come on, we're trying to create, like, a homey feeling here, though. Like It's, uh, it's like, perfect, though, because I feel like you're the opposite. You want... You keep trying to be like, whoa, slow down. Yeah, exactly. Let's 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 seize into it a little bit here. It it balances out. Okay. So yeah, yeah, I agree. All right. Well, thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Yeah. This all. So what are we talking about today? We're following up our episode last week where we talked about blood sugar. This week we're going to talk specifically about nutritional principles for planning meals. Mm. We're going to take a lot of that information regarding blood sugar and put it in there, but we want to talk more about the other macronutrients as well, protein and fats. Yeah. So, you know, when I think Anya, uh, she brings up the first point that, that we need to clarify, which is she said, we're going to talk about the other macronutrients and let's just start like at the very, very beginning. And, and we are not trying to insult anyone's intelligence, but if we just build our recommendations, our thoughts in this area, if we build it up from the ground level, um, I, I think it's really important for everybody to know that macronutrients are the calorie containing components of food. So not vitamins, not vitamins, vitamins don't have energy, vitamins don't have calories, not minerals, not water, but macronutrients are the, uh, fat carbohydrate. Those are the two that we mainly use for energy. Protein does have calories in it, but we don't really use protein as a fuel source. We use it as a source of uh, tissue, building our tissue, and uh, all your tissue is made out of different proteins. And so there's a lot of cellular processes that require protein. There's a lot of structure in your body that requires protein. So, so that's what the protein is used for. And those things have calories in them. And so when we talk about caloric balance and we talk about macronutrients, we are talking about carbs, fat, and protein. And when we talk about our macros, what we're talking about is is those levels of macronutrients. And those change based on the individual and what their goals are. If they're trying to gain weight or gain muscle, if they're trying to lose weight um, and lose fat, or if they're trying to maintain their current weight and performance level. So that's, that's kind of the first point of clarification. The, the second kind of principle that, that I want to introduce in this episode is the idea of not counting calories, but focusing on macronutrients. And when we focus on the amount of grams of macronutrients, it's actually much easier to meal plan and meal prep and get a healthy diet. Because Anya, if I tell you, you need 1800 calories for your basal metabolic rate, like your body burns 1800 calories a day just to like keep itself alive. 
then you would say, oh, well, that's the only thing I need to worry about is getting 1,800 calories, and you could get it from Skittles. And obviously, that would not be a very nutrient-dense uh, way to fuel your body. And additionally, Skittles have no protein, and they don't have any fat, healthy fat, and they have a bunch of processed carbohydrates in the form of simple sugars. So you're getting no nutrition even when you're getting calories. So that's just one kind of obvious example for why I don't like counting calories. The other thing is that a lot of people get their sort of nutrition advice off this idea that, okay, we have this number of calories that we're going to work with, and then we're going to get percentages of carbohydrate. So you'll see this a lot. You need about 55% carbohydrates, 25% uh, protein, and 20% fat. And the reason why this doesn't work well is because the, the RDA, or the government recommendation for protein, is probably uh, too low. And, and no, in fact, I'm just going to go and say... It's too low. It's interesting because I think that RDA is based on the amount of protein required to prevent disease. Frank, like what they're trying to do there is that they've made that recommendation so that the majority of the population doesn't have protein deficiency diseases. But it doesn't mean that it's optimal. Right. And so when you increase the amount of protein that you have, but you alter your calories, you sometimes can like not get the right amount of protein if it's based on a percentage when you go to reduce your calories to like, say, lose weight. And all of this that we're talking about, thinking about your daily caloric intake in terms of grams of macronutrients, we go through all of this with you in teacher testing. All of this information is in the individualized packets that we give you. Yeah, so this is one of those things where you can listen to this podcast and try and do it yourself, or... <laughs> you can come in for testing. That's right, and, and we will do it for you. And not only will we do it for you, but we'll do it based on your goals, and we'll have a discussion with you about your goals and, and what you're trying to do. And we also actually measure the number of calories that you burn in a day just sitting and kind of the, this, the, num the amount of energy your body needs in a day to keep itself alive and functioning. And once you have that number, we can tie it to the grams per kilogram body weight of macronutrients and really tailor and, and get you off and running on a good um, basic nutrition kind of direction. Something that Kyle talked about that I want to touch on a little bit more is when people, for whatever reason, are changing the amount of calories that they're eating, maybe they're trying to lose weight, a really important thing to keep in mind is that you can't decrease all your macronutrients proportionally. Yep. And, and so I'm going to jump in there and add another one. And you can't decrease your caloric intake too much too quickly because then your body thinks that it's like starving and it's metabolism slows down and it, it kind of, I call it the pushback. It pushes back so that you actually don't lose weight according to the caloric deficit that you've calculated because we are not a math problem. We are complex biological systems. I'm going to count how many times Kyle says complex biological systems over the course of this year <laughs> keep a running tally it's his it, favorite thing to say in class it is because because people want to assume that 
they, they can through thinking or just through assuming that things can, things will do what you want them to do. So the idea here, we hear this sort of thing a lot, like you want bigger muscles, eat more protein. Well, it can't be the only thing because it's not like if I eat a piece of cow meat, then I take that red muscle and it just goes straight through my digestive process and then fuses with my current muscles. And now all of a sudden, I'm, you don't get to choose what those amino acids, what that protein that you eat does. You have to stimulate your body in a way that then leads to utilizing proteins to build muscle. Like, and But people do this a lot with supplements too. They hear about... Uh, one thing or another helping and they just assume that if they take it through their mouth that it's going to go down into their stomach into their uh, small intestine into their systemic system make it through their liver go to the exact tissue where they want it to have an effect turn on that effect in the exact cells they want them to so the point is we are complex biological systems we we don't get to choose what some of these things happen and so you can't just say well if i cut calories by 500 calories a day that's 3,500 calories a week, 3,500 calories a week equals roughly a pound. And you will not lose exactly a pound. It, go ahead and try it if you want, but you will not lose exactly a pound a week because it just doesn't work like that. So coming back to... Yeah, we got off track. <laughs> we did kind of get off track. Um, coming back to macronutrients, Yes. the reason why you can't just decrease all of your macronutrients proportionally is because your body needs a pretty set or standard amount of protein and fat to function optimally. And it, and it needs a certain amount of calories or, or you'll just be miserable. And And this, this ties in well to what we talked about last week, where we talked about how, if you are constantly introducing carbohydrates to your system and seeing spikes in insulin and blood glucose throughout the day, your body's going to choose to use that glucose as a fuel source instead of fat. And we have plenty of fat to like use as an energy source. Even there's all these ridiculous things where like even a lean individual has enough fat to run like 30 consecutive marathons just from like a thermodynamic standpoint, just from a bioenergetic standpoint. It would feel terrible. Well, here's the thing about that. So so this is actually another thing I say all the time in, in class and Anya's I'm sure heard it multiple times, which is that if I just told a student or I myself just started walking and I said, walk, until you can't walk anymore. You would stop walking, not because you ran out of energy. We have plenty of energy on board. You would stop walking because you got a blister or you got tired or you got bored or you fell asleep or something like that happens. It's not a energy issue. You do not stop. You wouldn't have to stop. You could walk for hours and hours and hours and days and days and not quote unquote run out of energy. How do we keep getting sidetracked? I don't know. But so so that's, <laughs> it's a good question. Thanks for bringing us back. This is... That's my job. People it's my are going to be like, uh, what the heck are they talking about? Okay. So th- this, is, this is the key when you're thinking about macronutrients. The first is that uh, you take your current weight, whatever that is, and you divide it by 2.2, and that gives you your weight in kilograms. That's what you're going to base your macros off of. 
And in my experience, uh, and based on what's in the textbooks and the latest studies, and then also just in my personal experience of working with a wide range of people, not just athletes, but um, uh, recreationally active adults and, and uh, middle-aged individuals, what you want is about 1.2 to 1.4 grams per kilogram body weight in protein each day. And so how you do that is you convert your weight into kilograms and you multiply it by 1.2, that's your low end. You multiply it by 1.4, that's your high end. And you're gonna get some kind of number. So let's just keep the math easy and say, say that number is 100 grams a day. The reason why this approach works really well is because you're not trying to count calories, convert things and do these different things. And when you look at a food label, Food labels report protein, fat, and carbohydrates in grams. So if you look at like the cottage cheese tub and it says one cup of cottage cheese is 18 grams of protein, well, now you know you need 82 left for the day, right? So, and, and what, I, what I tell people from an application standpoint for this is that they, if they just get to know the amount of protein that are in the foods that they commonly eat, they can do kind of mental math throughout the day. And so the classic example of this is, is if I work with an athlete and they, they need 120 grams of protein in a day, they say, well, I get protein at every meal. Uh, and I say, what do you eat for breakfast? They say two eggs and then toast and things like that. And, and two eggs has a lot of protein. Well, two eggs has high quality protein, but one egg only has six grams of protein. So they're only getting 12 grams of protein in that meal and they need 120 in the day. And I want the majority of that coming from the three meals. So it's, it's one of those things where you want to, um, really figure this out and figure out how much protein is in the foods that you're eating. And then you can go from there. Fat is lower. Fat's around one to 1.2 grams per kilogram body weight. These are the numbers we use when we calculate your diet, when you come in for testing with the leap and, the reality is, is that if you eat meat and you're getting the proper amount of protein, fat's going to take care of itself. You, you don't really have to go out of your way to get it. Now, vegetarians are a little bit different. You want to make sure that you're getting maybe some nuts or avocado or those types of things for fat. But you So you can check in on fat, but the reality is, is if you're getting enough protein and you want that protein to be a mixture of different meats, right? You don't want all ground beef, which has a ton of fat. You also want some lean meat like turkey and chicken, and then you can have a little bit more fatty meat like ham sometimes, and then you also mix in fish, which has fat in it. So most of the time, if you're getting to your protein amount in a mix with mixed healthy proteins, then you're also going to get to your fat amount. And carbs are really interesting because the, the recommendation, the national recommendation for carbohydrates for all adults is only 120 grams a day. That's about two pieces of bread. A piece of bread is 20 grams of carbohydrates in it. So it's two pieces of bread three times a day. And that's it. So 120 grams of carbohydrates is enough to fuel the adult brain. You know, when, when people bring their carbohydrate level down, uh, they typically start to see changes in weight 
towards a lower weight because like we talked about last time, they force their body into using more fat as a fuel and they stop over consuming in calories because it's very easy to over consume in calories when you're eating a lot of carbohydrates or drinking a lot of sugary drinks. So the, the take home here is that once you have your macronutrient amounts and you think about, okay, so if I need hundred grams of protein, I'm going to eat, uh, let's say I'll have two eggs and three pieces of turkey for breakfast in the morning. But now if I look at that breakfast on my plate, it's going to be really bland colors. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to add a bunch of spinach to that and I'm going to add a handful of blueberries and strawberries to it. And now I have a lot of color. I have plenty of protein. I have a healthy amount of fat and I'm getting raw greens. So if I was giving somebody a recommendation for nutrition, I would say, make sure you get the proper amount of protein in each meal. Make sure your meal has multiple bright colors in it and make sure every meal always has some raw vegetables. There's other times where you can incorporate fruit, but just remember fruit has sugar in it. So we want to eat fruit with meals. So carrots and celery and tomato, really good snack. They're also really good with meals, but you know, berries and strawberries and those types of things, eat them with the meal. So you're not causing a random sugar spike throughout the day. These are some of the most basic ways. I think if we're, if we're kind of taking stock and we're doing uh, bullet points here and we're summarizing things, we know that from last week, we want to sort of limit the number of times that we spike our glucose and insulin throughout the day. And we can do that by understanding which foods, even which healthy foods like fruit have sugar in them. Okay. The second thing we can do is we can eat the majority of our food throughout the day with meals. I think it's really important. And then we want to make sure that the meal has enough protein that we can get to our protein needs, 1.2 grams per kilogram body weight. And we want to make sure that the meals have healthy fat so that we're getting a consistent fat intake. And then we also want to make sure that those meals have a reasonable amount of carbohydrates, lots of color and raw vegetables, which means if you have like steak, sweet potato and cooked vegetables at dinner, you also, I would recommend eating a raw salad with that as well. Because when we cook vegetables, we break down some of the vitamins and minerals in them. And so we don't get a lot of the things that make those, uh, you don't get the full benefit of those things. And there are some vegetables where the nutrients are more bioavailable when you cook them. When you cook it, so exactly. it's good to have both. Okay. It's good to have both. And so the, so, so when you start thinking about that, then, then you can start thinking about your meal planning and things like, okay, this gets me to here and then I'll do this for lunch and I'll do that for dinner. Um, and then eat your dessert immediately after dinner. So you process that sugar all under one insulin curve and it's not like a random spike an hour later right before you go to bed so if you have a piece of dark chocolate or something like that do that immediately after um and and just doing this alone what what i have found is that individuals feel more full so they want to snack less they have more energy because they have less sugar spikes and insulin spikes and sugar crashes throughout the day um and they start to lose weight because they have more energy, so they're moving a little bit more, and they're utilizing fat as a fuel in between times when carbohydrate availability dips, and they're not just giving, they're not overburdening the system with carbohydrates. 
when you think about it in that way, it makes a lot of sense. It's very doable, but it does take a little while to get used to. If you want an example, come to our nutrition class. Yeah, exactly. Well, before, before we make that transition, I, I do want to say one more thing, which is that, um, y- you know, a, a lot of the people that we talk with want to lose weight. And, and not like, and this is the thing, when you're calculating your macronutrients and your goals to lose weight. So let's say I weigh 180 pounds, I wanna weigh 160 pounds, okay? Uh, I can't calculate my, if I calculate my macronutrients for 180 pounds, if I calculate my macronutrients for 160 pounds, that's too much of a caloric deficit. It's too far away from where my current weight is. So the strategy here is that I calculate my weight for, I calculate my macronutrients for like 175 or 170, no more than 10 pounds from your current weight. So I eat macronutrients for 170 pound person. And when I lose five pounds, then I recalculate. And in this way, because weight loss is not linear, it does not work like one pound a week, two pounds per week, those sorts of things. It doesn't work like that. We are complex biological systems. Number two, one <laughs> so, episode. So we, so we really just have to put, you have to put your body in a position to do its thing. So you alter your macronutrient intake, you up your, your protein intake, you reduce your carbohydrate intake, you add vegetables and color to every single meal, you limit snacking on fruit, and you will, things will start to happen. There's one more, one more thing I want to touch on before we wrap up in terms of incorporating carbohydrates into meals. Uh, This is something that I always think about when I'm planning meals. This is, you'll see this in the meal we make together. It's a good idea to think about how you're eating your carbs in your meal. Are they mixed into the food inextricably or can you control how much carbohydrate you're consuming in the meal? So by that, I mean, instead of having, for example, spaghetti where your meat and your vegetables and your pasta and your sauce is all mixed together in one dish you can't control how much carbohydrate you're eating in that case so maybe multiple people are eating this meal maybe someone wants to eat more carbohydrates they had a they had more physical activity that day maybe someone else had a pretty sedentary day they don't they want to be staying at that low end of 120 grams of carbohydrates per day it's really nice to have your carbohydrates somehow separated so you can incorporate them into your meal in the proportions that you want. Totally. So with the, with the spaghetti case, it's, it's more along the lines of like, just don't add the sauce and the meat until after you've portioned out right. the noodles. For I'm, each I'm not saying don't eat spaghetti. For, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so like say, but, but also different people in your family are going to be different sizes. And so they're going to have different requirements. And so the, the point would be that, that you can measure out a cup of noodles, say, but somebody else needs a cup and a half. Or say you have a teenager that, that has a big game the next day. They're going to eat three cups of noodles. But then you can partition the sauce then appropriately. And there's clever ways to do sort of things like this. So I think these are really practical things. Um, so, so one of the things we were looking forward to tying together these, um, these last two podcasts with is the cooking class that Ani is going to be doing. So based on what we've talked about last week with carbohydrates and sugar spikes and controlling blood sugar and the order in which you eat food and then, you know, tying that in with macronutrient calculation and 
Um, why don't you give them a preview of the meal you've chosen and also some of the things that you do for the people that attend the class? I'm planning to make a quiche and then I'm also going to make a salad that has farro with it. Both of the both of these recipes are delicious. I've made them both before. What is farro? It's a type of grain from Ethiopia. What makes it unique? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Well, I Does don't, it taste I don't know. good? What's what's a? It's 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 like a smaller grain. It's chewy. Oh, okay. I'll say if I can find farro at the grocery store, I'll make it. That's you my. You could plan. probably get it at the health food store. Probably. Yeah, or the one across the street from the health food store. I'll find it somewhere. Yeah. The really uh, the other thing about farro is it does go really good in salad. Yeah. Like you cook it and cool it and then put it into the salad. That's, and then you get a little bit of grain in your salad. That's what I'm planning to do is like have the farro and people can put it in their salad. Yeah, it's really good. So, so for this then, uh, what we'll think about is how, like how much we'll, we'll do the calculate the macronutrient calculations, how much protein, how much fat is in the quiche. Um, and then we can also do a breakdown of, do we have our colors? Uh, do we, what's in our salad? What are the, uh, what are the different types of fiber and raw vegetables and things like that we're getting in the salad? And then also what types of cooked vegetables are in the quiche? And so these are the types, and this is the type of meal as well that you can make and use for multiple meals throughout a week. hundred percent. Every meal I choose is going to be meal prep and leftover friendly. Cause yep. for me, that's a huge priority. So I think you know, some of the carrot, the, the carrot on the stick to come to the cooking class would be uh, trying to stick with food analogies here. This, this idea of really practicing what this looks like and figuring out, well, how much protein do I need on average if I only eat three meals in a day? And um, I want to feel what that feels like to eat the proper amount of protein and feel full because protein makes us feel full. Carbohydrates and fat are really bad at making us feel full. So as soon as we increase the amount of protein that we start eating on, or yeah, that we start consuming on a daily basis, we typically start eating and needing less calories and having less cravings because the satisfaction is there. And, and so, and this is well documented. This is in the studies, but I've also seen it in working with a variety of people. So the, the point is, is come out to the class and learn how to make a high protein, reasonable carb, uh, healthy fat level meal with lots of color and can be used, uh, multiple times throughout the week because of leftovers and those types of things. And yeah, we'll talk about your macronutrient needs and all that other type of stuff. And then also come to the lab and get your health assessment done. And we'll give you all this information personalized for you and based on your goals. And it's, it's super fun. So, um, yeah, come see the new field house and do it. Yeah. Awesome. Anything that's, else? Nope. Hey, that's my job. Oh, geez. <laughs> Keeping us on track. There's a hundred other things I want to talk about, but I'm looking at these stopwatches that Anya's implemented <laughs> um, to keep me on track. And so, yeah, I think we should call it there. Um, hit us up with whatever you can either email Scott or you can email Anya and uh, you have her email address because I spam you each week when I announce these 
uh, podcast episodes. So make sure you reach out to us and let us know what topics you want to hear about. We can talk about anything in health, nutrition, wellness, uh, those types of things. So we really like to get in these suggestions and we're looking forward to seeing you both in the lab and at the cooking class later in February.